Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bat in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined in studio by G. Hey, Wiley, and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing today, folks? It's a beautiful Tuesday, and Tyrese Proctor is still a Duke Blue Devil, so... There we go. Yay, go Duke. Yeah, hey, that, that kid coming in from, was it Corona? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great He's game great. he played last night. Great game. Yeah, 27 points, right? 27, yeah, I think 27 he's, points. He's, by the way, that Bronny dunk, Bronny showing off his <laughs> I think people are forgetting, like, people have been saying Bronny's not a great prospect, but it's like he, he's been playing the pro game. Like, LeBron taught him how to play professional NBA basketball at a young age. So he's one of those guys that may not put up 30 a game at each level and look dominant. But once you put him in the NBA, he's going to be good. I'm yeah. Right now. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think that he's an underrated kid or, or that people should be underrating him. I just think that he's not at the level that when you compare his dad to him, it's not fair. It's not fair because Bronny's 6'2". Yeah. Like, you know, he's not 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, now, his yeah. little brother, yeah, maybe you should be comparing you know, him to his father, but not Bronny. Don't compare Bronny to, to his father. It's yeah, not fair. I don't fair. think anybody should. No, right? absolutely. He's his, own, he's his own player. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, he should be considered his own player, but at the same time, you're, you know, your dad's LeBron James. So it's going yeah. to be, it's going to be an uphill battle for that kid, regardless of where he, he ends up. And I, yeah. And I know LeBron also said he regrets calling him LeBron James Jr. Right. Like to live in the shadow. He wish he called him. I mean, LeBron was super young when he had Bronny. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants a legacy, though, right? And your kids are your legacy, so I get it. I get why he would do that. My my brother's named after my dad and my grandfather and my great grandfather. So he's the fourth. Yep, that's why we call him Ivy. Oh, I guess Ivy. Ivy. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's like yeah. Shout out to Ivy, even though I don't think he's listening. But the shout out to like my brother Lonnie Ivy. Walker, yeah. Fourth. Yeah. The fourth. Fourth Archie. Lonnie Walker. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Lonnie Walker, we have this critical stretch coming up for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, we seem to be talking about it. And by the way, Jihei, your nightmare is about to come to an end because we are towards <laughs> the end of this of this uh, season here. They are now going on a road trip that will define their season beginning tonight in Chicago. Uh, so let's play this out, Brandon, because we've been talking about it for quite some time. We've both been, I, we've gone from 100% confident to no confidence that they're going to make the, the play-in tournament. So beginning tonight, uh, they are on the road. They're going against the Chicago Bulls. Friday at Minnesota. Sunday at Houston. Tuesday at Utah. Back home, but it's technically a road game at the Clippers. Close out the season at home against Phoenix and Utah. Uh, so we got to figure out here, Brandon, as we play this out, what do they have to be to... Well, hey, listen, 
the goal is to make it into the play-in tournament. Yes, it's to go, it's to win out, be a six seed. But okay, so let's let's uh, play this out. And even though, listen, uh, you know, uh, pulling the curtains back a little bit, you know, we are either live in the like afternoon or some places like I, Vegas I, and Los Angeles. So we'll see what what they are. The, you may already know the score of this game, but as we are. Uh, talking right now the game has not started but chicago the lakers at chicago your thoughts on that one first yeah i mean that's tomorrow so thankfully i today is oh wednesday Tuesday. sorry oh, geez. thankfully i'm uh, like you're getting me uh, nervous uh, i'm uh, like oh wait they moved I'm up wait. the game and yeah, i was like no no okay the lakers yes. doomsday is moved up <laughs> no right. no but like yeah tomorrow that's a must that it's turned into a must-win game i know I we know. talked about it last week that it had to be a split right the chicago series had yeah. to be at least a split lost the first game this is what they do yeah. we, we know this is what they do they have two impressive wins and they lose to a team that really is isn't amazing i mean they're a good basketball team but i knew they would get drilled by the clippers yesterday and they did they absolutely got smacked i mean the crazy thing is you bench marcus morris i mean the team has 44 wins the clippers already yeah. i mean it's like very simple 46 47 wins they just don't play and all of a sudden batum hits all those threes and we'll get yeah. into that <laughs> the rest of the year i do think they need to go look the seven and six are kind of out of question now because Minnesota picked yeah. up a huge win against Sacramento last night. That was just a brutal the seven, thing. Also, oh, the seven matters in terms of home court in that game, but the seven and eight is if I you mean, win, the Lakers you are still, yeah. uh, I, The Pelicans, I know they've won five straight. They have a brutal rest of the schedule. Yeah. I think they're going to lose four out of their last five games, including tonight. They have a really tough game. Um, is that against the, the Warriors, I think? I, I think the yeah. Warriors are playing the Pelicans. But either way, or the Suns, one of those teams. Um, I think the biggest competition is still Dallas. I know they lost two against Charlotte. The NBA rescinded Luka's tech so he could get a win against Indiana. They really want him in the playoffs. The league is really pushing for it, yeah. which is why they rescinded his tech. They never do that, by the way. Uh, they really wanted Luka to play. I think it's. I think the Lakers, as of right now, if they can go eight games left, they can go five and three. Um, I think that's mostly yeah. ideal, right? That's eight games. You know, because what I've what I've said is when you look at the rest of the West, I don't think they have to go above five hundred. I think if they're five hundred, they're for sure in the play. If they're a little bit above 500, like you're saying, I think now we're talking about them maybe moving up and instead of the 10 seed or maybe the 9 seed or 8. Well, I fully expect yeah. them to be. There are no excuses with LeBron James back to yeah. be under 500 at this point with this roster. Yeah. Right? They didn't show up against Chicago. They'll hopefully fare much better against Chicago on Wednesday. Yeah. And if they win that game in Chicago, the, dis- the defining game the rest of the way, I don't care about the Houston, Utah, Clippers, Phoenix, Utah game because Utah's almost eliminated. I mean, they're not going to be in the plan. Yeah. They're 35 and 40. I mean, they're going to keep losing. So those two games should be gimme W's for the Lakers mm-hmm. because I'm assuming Utah over this last stretch, once they get eliminated by that point from the playing tournament, or at least from like getting a seven, eight, nine, well, they'll start sitting guys. Right. So those are two wins. Hopefully not worried about Houston. They'll avenge that game. Not worried about LA and Phoenix. I don't expect them to win those games. So those are losses. Uh, or if they win, it's just a positive, right? So we're looking at three wins, which means they kind of need to get to the five wins over those last games. They need to win Chicago nice. yeah. and Minnesota, which is the defining game because Minnesota is yeah. now 39 and 37. They're two games over. It's going to be very tough with Minnesota's rest of the schedule to catch them. So 
that's why I'm saying it's more uh, viable and attainable to get the eight seed and play the Nuggets in the first round because seven and six, I mean, Golden State's going to get the six seed. I think exactly. we all yeah. know that at this, at this point. Yeah. They're not going to fall out of that, especially if they beat New Orleans. In fact, Laker fans should be rooting for the Warriors to beat New Orleans tonight because uh, they're going to get that six you know, seed. They're so. going to get that six seed regardless. Yeah. So the Lakers are playing for the eight seed right now. Um, and I think I think they should be able to get it. They just need to take care of business, and then you know all you need to do is win one game. Um, oh, again, if they play the seven seed, whoever that is, yeah, Minnesota. So let's um, you know play it out. So the Lakers right now and the Thunder are are tied for the nine and ten seeds. Uh, both teams are one game behind the Pelicans. So this goes to your point of cheering for the Warriors to beat the Pelicans. They're one game behind the Pelicans for the. Eight seed, and uh, what is it? A game and a half back of the Warriors. But I think you're right. The Warriors will probably get that six seed. What do we think about the Clippers? Are the Clippers now currently are the fifth seed? You think they'll stay at the fifth seed? Absolutely. Okay. As long as they keep Morris on the bench, those. So we are games. probably the way that this thing's going to play out. Eight. Get a four-five matchup between the Suns and the Clippers. Is yeah. that true? That that. That's one of those weird things because of the Western Conference being the way it is. I think most pundits, you know, if you're not on board with the Nuggets or the Grizzlies or the Kings, I think most people are not. You kind of say, I like where the Suns and the Clippers are at if they're healthy, and now all of a sudden they play each other first round. First round. Right? So, I mean, then we're looking at if the Lakers can get the eight seed, they play Denver. Yeah. And that's a pick em series, right? I mean, it's interesting. No, exactly. Denver is, and yeah. as inconsistent as the Lakers are. Yeah. That's that's a series I personally want to see. If I'm the Lakers, I prefer the eight seed over playing the Grizzlies or the Kings. I, 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 that's a great point. Right? I, like, I would agree with that. <laughs> like, I want to play Denver. Well, We've beaten Denver like five times. Yeah, right? because I think at this point now you kind of look at the matchups, which you know before this new play in tournament, teams begin to, to do that, right? When they were in the six, seven, and eight seed, it's like, okay, I know we're playing a one, two, and three seed, but... Which one do we want to play? You know, because there are some years where you just match up better yeah. with the one seed, and so I I agree with you. I mean, I mean, this is one of those weird years where we could all of a sudden, and I don't know if this will happen, but see the top four seeds lose in the first round. I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, when you look at the teams that are going to be, you know, a not a top four seed again. So the top four seeds, as we look at it right now, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Kings, and the Suns. Um, you know. You gotta like the Clippers. You gotta like the Warriors. I think the, five, the Lakers. The Clippers at five. So it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I think those five are gonna get it because Minnesota. They keep winning, um, but I expect the Clippers to keep winning. You know, yeah. Minnesota still has a few tough games. Uh, I really. I mean, I hope this happens. I really don't think they beat the Lakers on Friday. I think the Lakers come in and it's a yeah. statement legacy. Game. They really, I mean, I mean, and they've had so many of these moments and we've talked about it where they've won two or three in a row and we're thinking that they're going to go on this run and, and do this and that. Happens. Yeah, and so that loss of the, to Chicago was so bad that I'm really hoping that it drives them to kind of have the, the, the finish to the season that you're talking about. Because if they go five and three, They'll be above five hundred. They'll, they'll get the eight seed if they go five and three, right? Yeah. Like that's that's definitely applicable. I'm just so surprised Minnesota's playing like this. I mean, yeah, Carl uh, Anthony Towns didn't even play yesterday, and they lost to Sacramento. Shame on Sacramento for choking that game. By yeah, the way. Sacramento should have won. And by the way, Sacramento 
Now, another narrative that's starting to shift, maybe Golden State, if they get that six seed, Sacramento stays at three. It's yeah. a Bay Area first-round series, defending champs versus the team that really wants to prove something. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Are you sold on the Kings? I know Armani no. Buckets made a wager in Vegas. And by the way, I think he bets 60 to win 1,500. Uh, good odds. Good odds, right? And so uh, what don't you like about the Kings as we head into this postseason? Defense. I mean, we've seen it the past couple of games. They've been fully healthy. They botched a game against the Jazz without marketing and Clarkson, just a bunch of role players. Yeah. They lost that one. They lost against the, the Timberwolves, who didn't have Carl Anthony Towns, who had been playing great for them. I mean, there's no excuse there. They let Gobert hit fadeaway jumpers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what simulation they were in last night where Gobert was hitting, you know, pull-away jumpers, but, I mean, look, hats off to Minnesota. Sacramento, look, I feel like Golden State, and call me crazy, I think they get so lucky. They've gotten lucky over the past, and you need yeah. luck to win yeah. championships. They've gotten lucky with matchups, and I think they're going to get lucky playing Sacramento because I do think Memphis would beat them if they were, okay. uh, if Memphis had fallen to the three seed, but because Memphis is the hottest team in the NBA right now, I think not enough people... Are they're not, yeah, they're paying. not really talking about it. I mean, but right now, if you tell me right now who do I think comes out of the Western Conference today, yeah, because Jaw is back and they have the best defense in the Western Conference and they're playing good basketball. Like, if I were to predict today, they've won nine out of their last 10 games, yeah, now anything could change, right? Like, but that's just who I expect to come out right now. Like, I not enough people are talking about Memphis, like, it, it boggles my mind. By the way, they're 32 and five at home this year. That's the thing, right? But so, but I think people don't talk about them because you know what have they done in the postseason? And I'm guilty of this as well. You know, until I see the Kings do something in the postseason, oh, until yeah. I see the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, and I include them there, I put them in that Utah Jazz category for years where they, you know, have great regular seasons, top two, three yeah, seasons, and the Jazz choking in the playoffs. And that's right? that's yeah. what I go back to. I'm I'm not sold on them carrying over so i'm with you on the kings you know and again if they pr prove me wrong fantastic what i love that they've done with such with sacramento and it kind of i want to say it came out of nowhere but this light the beam and this home court advantage yeah. and it really being a tough place to play really happy for mike brown by the way you know with, the so i i love what's happening there that being said you know, if they go up against the Lakers, if they go up against the Warriors, even if they go up against the Clippers, I'm like, I've seen those teams win in the postseason. I haven't seen the Kings do anything in the postseason. Yeah, by the way, there are lots of, lots of like about the Clippers right now with Bones and Batum and all these guys and Kawhi. What do you think happened with Ty Lue finally doing what our friend Grant Mona and all the Clipper Nation have been begging for? What know. what happened there? I, Lawrence probably told him you can't show up to the stadium tomorrow if you keep well, working something. You joked like, about it on our text exchange but you said on the radio show this is if Ty Lue is going to keep his job or whatever like this has to happen like, like he has to bench Morris and he has to go win a playoff series now I think they could beat Phoenix in a playoff series yeah I mean look we saw Durant look Durant has this like masquerading ability in the media where people don't talk about what happened last year in Brooklyn they got smacked by Boston yeah. and Kyrie Irving and I know Kyrie Irving's a team cancer and you know same things happening in Dallas what happened with the Mavericks <laughs> like, I mean, like, like Mavericks kind of don't have a shot because of Kyrie yeah. he's pissed right now 
But the like, Mavericks are the ele- like they're not in the playoffs. Right. Okay, they got so, to play Indiana without yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. But right now, the season were to end tonight, they are not in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they're eleventh, aren't they? Right. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, but I expect New Orleans to fall out and Dallas okay. to get up at some I point. See. I mean, they're just Luca's so talented. You know, without Zion, New Orleans, it's going to be tough to get yeah. in there. G-A-A. I smell a wager on that one. Oh, jeez. You think New Orleans stays in? I think New Orleans stays in. I think, I mean, like, hey, I love my Dookies, and I even love Kyrie. But he's stud. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But I think, yeah, no, I love, uh, hey, I love my one and dones, man. I'll, I'll support my one and dones till, till the day I die. But I just don't think that, it, we said this in the, from the get-go, it doesn't make any sense for Kyrie to be on Dallas really does it? Doesn't make him. He might not play in the NBA next year. Are you talking oh, about? I don't even, no, 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 no. I don't know about that. Are you Kyrie's in the no, league? No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know about that. Why, but why explain yourself. That? Yes. Yeah. Because look at his track record. As good as he is at basketball, I think as much of a quote unquote cancer as okay, he's perceived to be. The talent, yeah, he yes. is. His talent is too I great take that for that risk. I don't want my team taking that risk. I'm sorry. Man. I, don't want Kyrie I mean, your your team almost tried to take that Thank risk. Gosh. We dodged a bullet. It turned out. Rob yeah. No, no, absolutely. Class. I mean, I, mean <laughs> um, I don't know about a master class, but yeah, he, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he's too talented to not be in the NBA. I think uh, there needs to be some like. I think he's getting to the point where he's become such a, and I don't know him personally, so it might not be fair to say, but it's getting to the point where we're enabling him because he's good at basketball. And he's yeah. such a bad person off of the court and on the court to his teammates. It's like, from what I've seen, now maybe it's different off the court where I don't see him, but from what he's displayed it in the media. It is interesting because I'm not going to put him in the same category as Carmelo, but if enough teams around the league say like, I don't even want to sign this guy to a minimum deal because I don't know what he's going to come in and do to our franchise or if we're on the cusp. I don't like. I don't want to take that risk. So like, what what you'll have is he'll be in the league. I mean, he's too talented. Maybe a five million dollar contract, but so something crazy like that. I think. Yeah, I mean, you can't compare those two. I mean, you can compare those two in a, but it in just, a circumstance, it, it was, but it, it happened so quickly where it was like he was in the league and everything was fine because there are, are certain guys that are not going to just come in and be fine with whatever role you give them. And Kyrie, we've seen um, time and time again, if he's not happy with his role or if he's not happy with the team or the franchise or management, he'll bail. bail. Then can we say the same thing about Kevin Durant? That, yeah, Not the same. Well, that's right? why I that, mean, I that don't... was my point with that before we got on this tangent. Like, Kevin, the media, a lot of media members don't hold him accountable for, I mean, zero real rings, basically, even though he was the best player on <laughs> those Warriors teams. I mean, he's he jumps the Phoenix, and oh my gosh, I really hope the media holds him accountable when they lose the Clippers in the first round. I mean, Barkley's holding him accountable. Yeah. Thank gosh. Well, Barkley's one of the only few people to just say what he wants, right? And he can't, he can't fire him because he's Charles Barkley. <laughs> right? So, I mean, that's important. But look, I also wanted to say with Kyrie Irving, I think this is a similar situation to Kanye West, where he was making so much money for years and people were enabling him besides telling, instead of telling him he needs mental health help. I think that's what everybody we're needs mental health help. I know, but for sure, Kanye need, needed to be on meds, right? And it's the same thing with Kyrie Irving. Now, I don't know if he needs medication, but we keep enabling yeah. him, saying, You're so good at basketball, you're a god on the court. It's like, well, he's not going to change. Yeah. Until he's out of the league. No, I don't even think he'll change when he's out of the league, to be honest with you. I think he is who he is. He's going to be that strong guy. And on top of it, guys, like, 
they need that kind of self like that uh what what's that false vibrato right of oh. hey you're the man you're you're the blank you're yeah. the you know you're the everything um yeah i don't think this is going to change him i i think <laughs> I, I, and also here's the thing the talent and i i get your i get your your argument you know that we're that there's an enablement but there's always going to be somebody that's going to want this kid because yeah. he's that good because you cannot deny the talent. Carmelo, on the other hand, he fanged off. He was off. at the end of his career. He, he, he fanged yeah. off. Yeah, versus if we're looking, that's the reason why I'm like, this isn't the It's not the same, same, but what I'm saying but, is like you're talking about a, one of the all-time greats went from like being in the league to like the very next year, like no one wants him or not in the league. And so gotcha, I gotcha. don't think that'll happen with Kyrie, but if you get to a point where it's like, I don't care how talented this guy is. If he comes to your team, you're going to not be as successful as you can be. And it really began this this idea was when he was with the with the Celtics, got hurt, didn't play, and they got all the way to the conference final. Right? Yeah. Thomas was great that year, 29 points per game. So it's just one of those things where it's like, um, man, I, listen, I, I hope he figures it out, um, and I hope that they, they do make the playoffs because I, I think I think the playoffs would, would be fun with Luka Doncic. At the very least, Luka. Everyone loves Luka. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we have a very special guest. It is the Indy car. Uh, it's the Long Beach Grand Prix coming into town, and we'll talk to Joseph Newgarden about it when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports. Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now, in a city where time disappears. We create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. I've been excited about this man to talk to him for quite some time uh, because Jihei, Jihei is, is very well familiar with this track. Joseph Newgarden. Joseph, how are you? I'm great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. Listen, we have a lot of big events in Southern California. My favorite every year, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is the uh, Grand Prix of Long Beach. And I'll tell you why, because they, they take over downtown Long Beach. It's beautiful there, right by the water. You got the aquarium, but you guys make it into such a fun event. You guys travel all over where does this race rank? Because we really don't have anything like it in Southern California. It's my favorite event, not just because of what you guys do, but it is so family friendly. The number of kids who go out there, the number of families who just have a great time. Talk about this 
event and again we'll talk about it some more but coming up it's april 14th to the 16th yeah absolutely look it's up there on the bucket list you know if you if you want to go to a a premier auto racing event um you can't beat the grand prix of long beach you know it's really uh, it is an event it's a festival if you will um obviously it's a it's you know it's an auto race but it's so much more than that nowadays. There's so many types of, of racing activities going on through the weekend. You've got drift that's there the weekend before, and then also still on our weekend. Um, you've got historic cars, you've got sports cars, and then obviously the main event is IndyCar, um, which will run on Sunday. But it's you know it's the weekend of a- April 14th through 16th, and for me, it's always been a race that. If you have an opportunity to be in it, it's it's one of the ones you want to win because it's so historic. It's nearly 50 years old. It's going to be the 48th running this year. Um, and it took me 11 years uh, to be able to win it. You know, I'd been there a long time and it finished second multiple times. And, and finally to win last year was, was such a huge deal. So it, it ranks very high in the list uh, to answer your question. If you could talk about your journey, uh, what I love about your story is that your family, your parents really supported that dream you had. And sometimes people, you know, because now the sport is so much where you can watch a show on television, on Netflix or something like that and have that dream. Uh, You traveled a lot to make your dream come true. Talk about your journey, because what I love about the race coming up, I think a lot of kids are going to watch you on TV. They're going to come but they're not going to know how to make their dream become a reality. Talk about your journey to get to this point. Yeah, it was very challenging. You know, I I was fortunate to grow up in a, in a household that was extremely supportive of, you know, my passions and my dreams. Um, I grew up with racing on TV. You know, that's where I was exposed to it. I watched racing with my dad. Um, He liked all sorts of racing. I mean, I I saw everything, whether it was IndyCar or it was NASCAR, it was Formula One or it was sports car racing. I, I was a fan of all of it. And I just wanted to be in the sport and involved in some way. And so I was very fortunate to be in a family that, that supported, you know, trying to understand how to figure out and do that. So I started racing carts when I was 13. And, you know, it's a long backstory on, on you know, how we got to this point. Um, but, you know, being, you know, being in a supportive household that, that, you know, believed that anything was possible if you worked hard at it. I think is, is really the key. You know, there's a lot of things in life that are, you know, fantastic to chase and do. And I think when you have a passion for something that's really critical is to, to have the passion and the drive so that you can put in the work, um, to try and realize the dream, because at the end of the day, everything's going to take hard work and passion makes that a lot easier. So, uh, if you're able to put those things together, regardless of what it is, then, then that's, what's really going to get you where you want to go in life, I think ultimately. And, And I was just fortunate to be around, you know, supportive people that allowed me to work hard and try and get to this place. Um, and I love it. I love being a part of racing. It's a great industry. It's, it's, you know, it's so much fun. Um, it's such a challenge and to run races like this at long Beach is is really a dream come true for me. If you can also, we're, I'm really excited about this six part series coming up. There's going to be a premiere when you guys are here in long beach, 100 days to Indy. And what I love about this is that you guys have always done a great job with the fans, but it's the hardcore fans. Uh, I think a series like this, if you're a casual fan, if you're not a fan, if you watch the six-part series, you're going to be connected to either you or some of your competitors. Uh, touch on this series. What can fans expect? And again, because of shows like this, the fan base grows so much. Yeah, I would agree. I'm, I'm really excited that we're going to have this opportunity to showcase our sport. And you're right. I think it's going to really appeal to the casual fan, someone that, you know, maybe 
find sports interesting or find sports personalities interesting, but doesn't know anything about it, especially a sport like IndyCar, where, you know, it, it looks, you know, it looks fun, it looks interesting, but you just don't have a great, you know, peek into the window to understand what, what that sport's all about, and what the personalities inside of it are really like. And this show will, will really showcase that. They will, you'll see, you know, what it's like to be an IndyCar, the challenges, you know, you talk about we travel all the time. We really do. We're, we're, we're on the road, all sorts of races, all sorts of demands. And it's going to showcase that. And it's going to showcase the type of people that are in here and, you know, the people that that work together and how they coexist and how they try and get to the top of this very challenging, um, you know, sport that we have. And so, yeah, when that airs, I'm, I'm really excited. Obviously, it kind of builds to the Indianapolis 500, which is kind of our Super Bowl, if you will. It happens in the month of May. Um, but the Long Beach Grand Prix is kind of a mini Super Bowl, and it's going to be part yeah. of that build to the Indy 500. So you're going to see, you know, what that process is like to start the season, to go through Long Beach, and then to, to ultimately end up at the Indy 500. And I hope it's, you know, well-received um, and, and people are, you know, more invested because of it. Um, huge fan, Joseph. Thank you so much for taking the time um, to come come on the Rashmar Kazi show. Um, you were a rookie when uh, you got your first multi-year contract uh, with Hartman Racing. I wanted um, to ask you a little bit about that. I know you're a little far removed from being a rookie now, but um, back then, I mean, it was a decade ago. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that and that experience in receiving that contract? I was, it was amazing. I, you know, I, I thought probably 12 months prior, my career was really over. You know, I ran out of funding, which, you know, racing is a, it's a difficult sport because it's really so attached to the business side uh, of, of the world. You know, it takes money to go racing. It takes sponsors, supporters, and, and you've got to figure that out. You've got to figure out how to create this environment that can fund, you know, fund the sport and, and fund people in the sport. And so 12 months prior, you know, I've been racing in Europe for two years, and was out of sponsor support, you know, out of funding, and I thought I was done in racing. I wasn't going to continue, and, and I got kind of a lifeline from uh, an Indy Next um, owner, which Indy Next is the Peter Series in IndyCar. It's really like, you know, the junior series that, that builds right into the, the top championships. And I got this great opportunity, and I won the championship that year, and that's what gave me the opportunity to get that multi-year contract at the pro level. And it was just it was a crazy turn of events because 12 months prior, I really thought racing was, was going to be over. And, and, and speaks to, you know, the, the work ethic and, and the drive and passion to keep on course and to and keep pushing and finding a way. Um, and that's really what happened to me. So when I look back on it, I just think how you know lucky I was to have the opportunity to work hard. Um, and, and all the great people that, that gave me a, a fantastic chance. And, you know, now we... We're here a decade later. All right, some technical problems, obviously. Listen, we're uh, doing our best here. Uh, Joseph was driving around. He's on the media circuit, uh, the car wash, as they call it, on the business. And so, listen, really promoting a great race. One of our favorites, you know, when you can take over the actual physical streets, that's always a good thing. Downtown Long Beach, right by the aquarium, right by the water and Brandon that's a very uh, unique place because they're also trying to build a baseball stadium there at some point that yeah. probably won't that probably won't happen so um, you know we'll uh, we will see I don't think the angels will move though I, I don't think the angels will will move I, I I think they're gonna figure out a way to stay hopefully where they are yeah I mean look at, at this point if Artie didn't sell the team 
Like they're not going to leave. They're not right? going to leave. Yeah. I mean, so and it does seem know. like the new mayor wants to help out to to keep that team there. But think about this: you'd lose some fans um, in Orange County, I guess a little. Oh, hundred percent. You gain a couple. I don't know how many. Long Beach Long actually Beach. has like I, I went to Long Beach State. Long Beach actually has. Don't don't get me wrong; they're split down the middle, but they do have Angels fans in Long Beach already Im- implemented. Well, it makes sense, it's, yeah. like it's a halfway drive. Or, yeah, I yeah. Mean, like, look, you're not going to find the same amount of Angel fans near yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah. The only right. reason why I'm an Angels fan is because my dad grew up in Anaheim. Right? right. Otherwise, I'd be a Dodgers fan. Yeah. Like, all mm-hmm. of us grew up here, so I don't know. I, you know my thoughts on the Angels. I don't think they're going to be any good this year. <laughs> You know, it's nothing. What what can you say? As long as I already sells the team, they won't be good. This is a random question, but do you play fantasy baseball, Brandon? I do. Okay, because <laughs> that's a long. My boyfriend's doing it right now. My it's a long season to be doing fantasy. Yeah, so I took a like a weird strategy in that. Uh, I wanted Trout. I had the ninth overall pick. Someone picked him at seven. Uh, longest he's dropped in a long time. A lot of it's because of injury, because he gets hurt every year. Yeah, because of age. In Yahoo, there's Otani batter and Otani pitcher, and they're two different players. So I yeah. decided to use my first two picks on Otani batter and then Otani pitcher, and basically got the number one overall pick. Said to get like give up two selections, basically. So I felt like that's probably a good strategy. I think Otani's probably going to win the MVP this year again. So yeah, yeah. I mean that that makes sense. Angel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's looking more and more like that's going to be the case. And by yeah. the way, Forbes came out with their, you know, uh, what is it, their highest paid athletes in Shohei Otani. When you combine not only what he's making with the team, but off the field as well, it combines $65 million uh, this year. He's obviously making more in off the field endorsements than he is with the Los Angeles Angels. But. Listen, when you look at what's going to happen following this season, you got the, the Dodgers are going to be in the mix for sure. You got the Mets are going to be in the mix. You you brought up a very interesting uh, possible place for him to go, and it's Seattle. Uh, you know, Seattle in terms of their history with Japan baseball, and uh, and and listen, if you are trying to become a relevant team, I mean, it's it's a blank check, really, and. My question is, is Shohei, does he still kind of feel the way he does? Because he is a mega, mega superstar. So this idea that he's got to go to a place where no one's going to bother him, no one knows who he is, I don't think he can do that anymore. Well, he just, he directs the traffic, right? So, like, you're going to see Mariner's popularity go up if he signs there, like, wherever he goes, New York Mets, like, you know, any of those Dodgers, I mean, Dodgers already have popularity, but you know what I mean? It doesn't matter where he goes. He can't avoid the spotlight anymore, you know, like, and it's not like he wanted to before. He just wanted to be kind of low key and just focus on baseball. And now he's such a big star. It's like, okay, what can you do? Yeah. But I mean, look, the Angels are going to try to keep him. I don't know. The only way they'll be able to is if they make a deep run in the playoffs this year. And I don't think they'll be able to do that. So, I mean, look, He's good as gone. I'd trade him if I was Artie Marino, but I don't think. I think that's the question. Like, I, I, I get wanting to squeeze in, squeeze the last days that you have them. But even if I'm a potential sponsorship, a partner, an advertiser, and I know Shohei is probably going to be gone next year, like I'm not signing like a long term deal with you. So like, and then is he really going to drag this out over like? 30 40 50 60 more games of t- ticket sales like I, I i agree with you i think it makes sense for the long-term stability of the franchise because the haul you can get 
it, it, like even if you're talking about half the season, the haul you could get for Shohei Otani would be massive. Absolutely. I mean, for a playoff contender, adding a guy like yeah. that. Look, I think Artie's more focused on the team and it making him money. I mean, he doesn't give any resources to the minor leaguers. He never has. And a lot of teams are like that. It's not just him. He focuses more on the players that are in the MLB, and he pays the guys that are in the MLB a lot of money. Yeah. doesn't pay the minor leaguers. Like Dodgers pay more into player development, you know, making sure their minor leaguers are extremely well off versus other organizations because they think long-term that will – you know, prepare them for the bigs and get them ready, and, and it's paid dividends. The Angels are like the opposite, and I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to say like Artie's a bad person for doing that. He's just focusing on the the MLB and not giving resources to the minors. So yeah. I don't think he cares about getting prospects back because he doesn't give resources to minor leaguers anyways. Yeah, right. So like for him, it's like what can make me the most money before I sell the team. Like maybe he'll sell the team in the off season again. Like you don't know. Maybe he's like, look, I could make. $400 million this year selling tickets, yeah. you know, uh, paying just Trout, Otani, Rendon, a couple other guys. I mean, that makes also so much money. made no sense because if you're going to sell the team, you could, you should sell it when they have Shohei Otani and they have yeah. Mike Trout and everyone's talking about that. But I think, I think the, the value of the franchise decreases if Shohei leaves. Right. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and I know it's just one player, but like it, like if I wanted to buy the 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 team and I had Shohei for at least another year, like that would be like my number one goal. I mean, you go back to when Dr. Jerry Buss bought the Lakers. Part of it was they had the number one pick in the draft, and they knew what the number one pick in the draft meant. It was Magic Johnson, and so it, I mean that that was a part of the deal. I wonder how how many of these pr prospective deals were okay. I'll buy the team if we can re-sign Shohei Otani. And if Otani is like, listen, I'm not re-upping. I'm not signing. Um, I don't know. Like if I if you have to figure out a way to keep it. I also still think it was much more likely for him to resign if it was sold to like a yeah. Joe Lacob, right? Someone right. Run the org better. Who's going to give a lot of money, space it around more, you know, like a Steve Ballmer type, like a guy. Yeah. Who come in Somebody that's just going to write a check and exactly. be like, whatever well, you guys Lacob need. Has, has proven with the Warriors to run, a, you know, a great organization. So that's the interesting thing. thing about Steve Ballmer is he loves basketball so much. And I, and I talk with him about, this like would you be interested in you name it because when he bought the clippers you know there was no pro football here so i was you know like would you build a stadium do what dan Kroenke did would you buy an nfl team and it's all about basketball so i mean he has no interest for example in in you know buying two or three teams yeah. uh, he's not a Kroenke and type Lake up was the perfect guy because he grew up he sold peanuts at angel stadium wow he that's was a great employee, story right so if you were to buy the team now it's yeah. like I mean, that was the perfect thing. And, it, like, look, no one likes Artie Moreno and the Angels fan base. They hate <laughs> yeah. him. They yeah. think he's the worst owner in sports. I'm just speaking, not me personally. I'm speaking for the Angels fan base. They really are just – Artie, by keeping the team, is not giving them freedom. It's not giving them hope. Yeah. And I feel like it's important for an organization, regardless of – you can, we can talk about the Clippers curse and them choking every year. It doesn't matter. At least Bomber writes checks and gives them hope. He's trying. Right? He's, He's trying. trying. Absolutely. He's determined to see them win. And I think at some point he'll break through, whether it's this year. I mean, he's rich. That year doesn't matter. Oh, but yeah. I it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. It's he like doesn't care. For the Mets, the Mets have this curse, yeah. right? They choke all the time. Some point they're going to win a World Series because they got all that money. Well, them, yeah, right? and like, they also have an, a fan that they have an owner that's a fan. So I think the Angels, I mean, the, the fan base, really wants an owner that's going to be determined to winning instead of turning a 
turning a paycheck, right? And that's what Arnie's yeah. been doing. You know, listen, I mean, he has a lot of options. I am amazed, though, when you look at the uh, cost of professional sports franchises right now, the fact that he was offered, I don't know what what, what the highest bid was, but let's say two, three, two, three, two three. and that he would just turn it down, especially when you look at what's happening to regional sports networks right now. Um, they're going to crap, and so it's – it's uh, Listen, I'm I'm surprised. I still think he sells. I don't think you publicly go through the process that he did without eventually selling at some point. But uh, to your point, this is a very critical moment in the franchise. And for him not to sell at this time, I think hurts the team because I do think uh, if someone new came in with new blood, and what happens, like, look what happened with the Suns, right? You know, New new group comes in, new uh, you know, and, and then it's like, listen, we we got to go get KD. I want to do this and I want to do that with Sardi Moreno. You know how it's going to turn out. They're not going to win. They're going to fall well below the the expectations that the fans have. So, um, but though that that is the unique thing about Steve Ballmer is that he has no interest. Even when you talk about their new home, uh, generally speaking, to maximize. Uh, the number of things, you know, concerts, hockey, all that. Steve Ballmer said, no, 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 this is the Clippers arena. And the way it's configured is such that they could never be the future home of a hockey team. There's certain shows and concerts and events that they can't house. And he doesn't care. I mean, he says, listen, I got the forum. If they, if, you know, if I wanted to book concerts, you can go to the forum. He's building this arena, the Intuit Dome. I $2 billion specifically for I the Clippers. I don't have much time here, but I still think it's hilarious they made him buy the Forum just to build that stadium. Well, no, what, what it was was, like, land, he didn't right? have yeah. to buy the no, Forum. He, he could have gone through that process, but this is the blank you money he has. He basically, <laughs> like, he basically went to, to right Dolan and said... Yeah. Like, what is this going to cost for me to, and so to he move this forward? And he paid way more for the forum than he should have, but he didn't care. He wanted He's to move forward. So much money. It's all that matters. All right, listen. As good as SoFi Stadium is, and Intuit Dome, and all that great stuff, I don't think anything this upcoming month is going to be as cool as downtown Long Beach Grand Prix. As we talked about it, downtown Long Beach, right by the aquarium. We've been there before. G. Hey, it's your favorite event. Than the circle on the calendar because why it's an amazing race, but you actually get to go into the car, which I didn't yeah. get to do a year ago. Oh, it's so much fun! Like, just again, to, hear, to feel the reverberation, you guys, yeah. like the, what these guys go through on a daily basis getting into that car and feeling like the G forces in the oh. car, it's it's unlike anything. And it's so funny because some people are really scared about it, <laughs> but I love that stuff. So, like, it was really cool to feel the car shake. Uh, it was really just it's just the whole entire event is really cool. They do it up there um for sure in long beach and by the way the, the grand prix like everyone's talking about it now and so it, it's it's just it's it's going to be an amazing race we're going to be out there jay is actually going to be inside of a car she'll have to Can't record wait. that for uh social media so you guys can all check it out all right that is all the time unfortunately that we have for today but don't worry we'll be back again tomorrow until then this is arash markazi say stay safe stay healthy this is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.